Welcome to CII Radio. My name is Bobby Sills and I'm Communications Executive of the Chartered Insurance Institute. In this episode, I'll be talking to Matt Hall and David Irvine. In this episode of the podcast, we are talking about the work that the CII local institutes and societies have been doing in 2020 and how they have responded to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. We are joined by Matthew Hall, Strategy and Operations Manager, Insurance Societies and Networks, and David Irvine, National Membership and Engagement Manager, both of the Chartered Insurance Institute. To find out more about this podcast and for useful links, go to thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcast. Here is our conversation with Matt and David. Hello, Matt and David. Thank you for joining us on CII Radio today. Hi, thank you. Morning, Bobby. Very pleased to have you both here. Before we get into speaking about the local institutes and societies, could you tell us a bit about yourselves and your roles at the CII? David, if I come to you first... Yeah, morning, Bobby. My, my name is David Irvine. I'm National Membership Engagement Manager. I worked for the CI for the past 10 years. My role is to support the local institute network of two regional membership managers. We support the team by basically consulting with each of the 56 institutes based across the UK to help them deliver the membership proposition at a local level. And Matt, can you tell us a bit about your role at the CII? Sure. Hi, everyone. I'm the Strategy and Operations Manager um, for the Insurance Societies and Networks. So our insurance societies represent the broking, claims and underwriting sectors, and they provide sector-specific insight and guidance to our members. I work with the advisory boards for each society, and that's about ensuring what we produce for our members is is market-relevant and valuable, so translating the strategic objectives that we have into tangible outputs. On the local institute network side, my role is quite similar. I'm focused on providing the support the local institutes require to deliver a valuable membership experience on both a a local and a regional level. Another key aspect of my role is ensuring these activities are aligned and coordinated with the broader strategic objectives of CII. So that's around promoting the highest professional standards, ensuring the best outcomes for customers and clients, all of which we hope will lead to greater public trust. Okay, great. And David, you mentioned about the local institutes there. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about the local institute network and what that is? Basically, local institutes are regional CI hubs based across the UK. They actually, believe it or not, predate the Chartered Insurance Institutes. We currently have 56 local institutes and they they range massively in size. So our smallest institute is our our most northern institute, that's Inverness, and that's made up of around 200 members. Our largest institute is is obviously London, and that's made up of just over 24,000 members. Just so you know, every UK-based CII and PFS member is also a member of a local institute. And the team and I kind of see the local institute network as being the face of the CII at a local level. And David, what does the local proposition look like and what do the local institutes deliver on behalf of the CII? Well, we basically ask every single one of the 56 institutes to deliver on five key aspects of the, the local membership proposition. So first and foremost, probably most importantly, is, is a technical CPD programme. These obviously range in size. So our larger institutes deliver more than our smaller institutes. Our smaller institutes around five to 10 events per annum. Our larger institutes anything up to 50. We we audit the local institute network every single year in terms of 
CPD delivery. Last year, the network delivered over a thousand events, which is fantastic for our members. We also ask the network to deliver on a number of engagement initiatives. This can be anything from young professional groups through to more advanced mentor and mentee schemes. Revision seminars are a key aspect of local institutes as well now, and this helps our, our members who are studying go through that CII study program, and this can be delivered for both our GI membership and our, our FS membership. Social activities, again, this allows our members to engage with other members in a, in a less formal setting away from that that CPD program, and that can be anything from from pub quizzes through to to wine tastings. And then finally, we ask every single local institute to deliver an annual black tie dinner. This gives the the network the opportunity to not only celebrate our profession, but also to, you know, highlight and, and give us as their professional body some visibility. Right. Sounds like there's lots of good opportunities for members to get involved there. There is definitely, definitely. I'd like to add here that, that that is all delivered, by the way, by a network of volunteers. So we currently have 800 volunteers working alongside our good selves to help deliver that membership proposition. Okay, then. And obviously, you know, that's really important, particularly at the current time. How has the network responded and adapted to the coronavirus outbreak? And what plans do you have in place for um, members? To be fair, Bobby, the, the network has responded massively positively to the coronavirus outbreak. The USP of the network for me is it's basically a membership proposition delivered by members for members. And this has historically been a face-to-face proposition. That no no longer can happen, as you're well aware. So the local institutes have, over the past 10 weeks, you know, moved the vast majority of their, their proposition online, which has been fantastic for our members. Our members can still tap into a local proposition at a local level. Okay, great. And Matt, how are the CII societies operating in response to the coronavirus outbreak? Well, I think even before coronavirus, the strategy for the societies is really focused on delivering high quality digital content for our members. And the priority there has been on it being accessible anywhere and at any time. So I suppose in that respect, we've continued what we were doing. What we have seen change is the appetite amongst our members for insight and knowledge. I think this is a period in which many things can seem somewhat out of our control. And we're aware that our members are facing a a really quite challenging business environment. So we've tried to prioritize what we can affect. And that's ensuring our members have the knowledge and skills to navigate what is happening now and and what lies ahead for them. So in mid-March, we launched coronavirus hubs for our society members. And these are sort of one-stop shops gathering together all the content we've produced that can help our members. I think within that, I've seen learning content falling into two quite distinct camps. So one is what I would describe as technical or market insight. So here I'm talking about things like business interruption. So looking at policy wordings, coverage, claims, liability, really approaching that subject from lots of different angles. And we've also looked at the impact on different areas of the market, such as the trends emerging in home and motor insurance. Now, on the other side, I, I think we've seen a really big appetite for what I would maybe describe as general business skills that are particularly needed during this time. That's ranged from mastering the basics, such as using video conferencing technology, um, right through to managing difficult conversations, to remote leadership and inspiring people when you're not necessarily in the office with them, and particularly looking after the mental health and the the well-being of of both yourself and your team. That's been really important to us. So I I 
think as well, we've seen increased interest in some of the content we issued before the pandemic, which is now more relevant than, than it ever was before. So our good practice guidance on surge events or, or the treatment of vulnerable customers has been really popular recently. And I think that's because it provides members with, with practical recommendations that improve the outcomes for their customers and clients, which is, is after all, the most important thing at the moment. Okay, and David, what issues and topics have been of particular interest to the network during the current period? Well, basically, as you can well imagine, anything COVID-19 related has been hugely popular. Stuff like business interruption and director and officer's liability insurance has also been extremely popular, to be fair, Bobby. We've seen that um, soft skills activities have also been extremely popular with virtual bums on seats for these particular events. So anything from managing teams online through to self-motivational aspects of, of CPD. Okay, great. And Matt, you spoke about the content the societies are producing for members at this current time. As we move into the second half of 2020, what are the plans for the societies and networks in the months ahead? We'll really be continuing to focus on development of digital CPD solutions. And, and I suppose that's about ensuring a rich and varied selection of, of learning is available especially within the local institute networks. As I said, the, the society's strategy is very much focused on digital delivery, whereas the local institutes historically have, have focused on face-to-face events. It seems increasingly likely to me when we uh, look at current government guidance and the, and the commentary um, coming from public health organisations that we're not going to see the return of face-to-face events this year and we're going to make, need to make sure there's high-quality virtual opportunities available for our members to engage. One of the key components of the local institute is the social community they provide to members as well. And I've seen this include all sorts of different things, whether it's been fun runs or golf days, fashion shows. We might not be able to replicate all of that online, but I think it's, it's important that we provide alternatives to keep our local institute members connected with each other. Face-to-face events will eventually return, of course, and I'm sure when it's safe to do so that that our members will be very keen to attend. So as the year progresses, the team and I will be putting in place plans to support the return of these events, and that will include things such as annual dinners and conferences, which will allow both learning and, and networking for our members. So our members will naturally be concerned for the future. What is your message to them and how can the network support them as they continue to navigate the challenging business environment? I think that my message is a message of positivity, to be fair. Our our local institutes are there to support our members at a local level. As I said, the the USP has always been historically this face-to-face activity. The institutes will continue to, to move their proposition online. So members will still be able to tap into that local proposition. For more information on this, members simply need to visit their own local institute's webpage. As I said previously, in a, in a world of unknowns, I, I personally believe members should focus their energy on, on what they are able to affect. We know the business environment is changing very fast at the moment. So make sure that you stay up to date. Make sure skills are relevant and you understand the new ways of working. There's no doubt we're all facing challenges, but I'm, I'm confident that members with good knowledge and skills will come through this very well. And I think my, my final piece of advice would really be to get involved with your professional community, whether that's a society on a sectoral basis or, or a local institute. It, it's about engaging with your colleagues and peers. It's about sharing good practice and, and comparing experiences, sharing both burdens and successes 
it's a time where a lot of us feel isolated. So I think belonging to a community is more important than ever to our members. Great. Thank you, Matt and David, for speaking with us today. I'm sure our listeners will find this information extremely useful. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of CII Radio. To find out more, visit thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcast or follow us on Twitter at CII Group. Until next time, stay safe and thank you for listening to CII Radio.